Hello and welcome to the Meta Era Nerd Podcast. Today's meta, Thor Love and Thunder, with special guest Rudy, aka Taco Dude. So what's up guys? What are y'all up to tonight? Um I'm doing good. Um enjoyed a lazy Sunday. Uh woke up, started playing Fire Emblem. The three three houses kind of took up most of my day. Not three hopes. Uh, but I'm I'm actually replaying three houses just so I can actually replay not replay, play Three Hopes uh, with that fresh, you know, storyline and, you know, it being a sequel and the story also. Um, just been playing that. Uh, almost done with Ace of the Diamond. I know I've talked about that am- that anime a lot. I'm on the last four, three or four episodes, so I'm not ready to finish it. So I've been taking my time. I've been taking it slow because I refuse to finish that anime. But other than that, been lazy, haven't done much. Mm, I think that's about it on my end. Uh, but what about you? Rudy, AK, Taco Dude, AK, The Block. Rico forgot to mention that earlier. Uh, but yeah, how you doing, man? Bro, I've been good, man. Uh, I got home pretty late last night from a gig. So it uh, gives me a chance to plug in my band, Los Similares. Uh, got home pretty late last night and uh, woke up to go get my wife some barbecue because got to keep the wife happy. And just been chilling, man. Checked out a, a series called Heels which is really good if you're a wrestling fan, by the way. And yeah, you're a big it's, it's on Stars. It's on the Stars oh. app, which, by the way, that app is really good. I, I was very surprised with all the shows they have and movies. So, yeah, we checked it out, and I, I really enjoyed it. I know Vicky had already seen it, so she was hampering on me, like, hey, go watch that show, watch that show. So that's oh, what that's- I did. That's awesome. Okay. I, just just for everybody out there, uh, Rudy's actually one. Of, we're always talking about our friend group on our podcast, and he's actually one of the ones who's a big part of it. And again, you know, we're all nerds, and we have we all have different niches and enjoy different things. Obviously, we watch a lot of anime, we play a lot of games, we watch a lot of TV and movies. Uh, but the fact that we can actually just have a huge group and everybody has their own niche. So um, for the wrestling guys out there, I'm I'm not a big wrestling guy, but I know you two guys are. So again, always something. To, fun to bring to the podcast man so thanks for joining us today thank you guys for having me i really appreciate it yeah for me just like marcus another a lazy sunday uh i made spaghetti today which was fucking awesome uh and i started watching the godfather part one uh it was recently brought to my attention that i was in fact wrong for liking godfather 2 over godfather 1 uh by a friend of ours andrew and I said, you know what? I'm going to go back and watch them. So I, I, uh, I'm just about finished with the first one. Uh, and it's good. But I still have a feeling like my feelings are going to stay the same and I'm going to prefer part two. But we'll see. Tell people uh, how yeah. it came on, man. Tell people how it started. Because in one of our episodes, Rico went, went on a limb. I'm not going to say a limb, right? But I'm going to say that part two was a superior version. And Andrew took great offense to that to the point where he had to call yeah. out Rico. So Rico was like, okay, well, I'm going to rewatch him. So that's Rico's yeah. little project he, there, man. He, 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 <laughs> he, he, told me, he, he told me I was wrong, that, that it was the... <laughs> but he told me I was wrong because he said that part one is the better film because of the moments that it has, like the, the big moments. And I agreed with him. I said, yeah, you know what? I, I can see your point there. But for me... Uh, the story of part one is not as concise as part two. It's kind of a little more sporadic, which if I remember part two is better in that realm of like filmmaking. 
So I think that's probably why I prefer that one. But again, I haven't watched it again yet. It's probably been a good like five, six years since I've watched them. So uh, I'll get my thoughts together a little bit better and uh, if, tell Andrew that he's in fact wrong. If if I'm correct, most people actually enjoy part two over part one. I've seen part one. I think I've seen they're part bo- two. They're both great films. They're both yes. great, great films. Uh, they're just different. We address yeah. it later on. We'll, I'm sure we'll address it later on whenever Rico finishes them. And we'll <laughs> you are wrong. Our, we'll plug it into one of our podcasts later, but <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, the the other thing is I uh, turned on Netflix. I haven't been on Netflix for a while. I turned on Netflix today, and uh, well, since Stranger Things, I guess I, I hadn't been on it. I turned it on today, and I saw that uh, one of the anime that Marcus is always talking about, Vinland Saga, was on there. So I said. Uh, I put it out in the in our little in our little chat, and I said, "Hey, Vinland Saga's on Netflix," and he said, "Yeah, like uh, make sure you check it out and make sure it's in the sub." So I watched the first episode; it was a little iffy, but then once I got to the second one, that kind of put a little bit of the backstory and everything together a little bit better. Like now, I'm 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 hooked. I'm sold. Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll definitely check that out uh, here throughout the week. Yeah, we'll talk uh, more about that later when Rico finishes up and has his thoughts. So, so that was my Sunday. But uh, as for why we're here, Thor: Love and Thunder. It released on the ninth. No, it released on Friday the eighth. Now, uh, in this day and age, we don't we don't have like those. Uh, we no longer have like those midnight premieres and all that crazy stuff. Or at least I don't see them anymore. Uh. So we usually have like the early pre-screening and all that. Uh, I did get to see it uh, Thursday at three with a buddy of mine, David. Uh, you guys, when did you see it? Uh, I saw I saw it uh, yesterday, which would be June 9th, Saturday morning, um, and we enjoyed it. It was it was a good film. I saw it on Friday, and I really enjoyed it, and my wife not so much. <laughs> Ooh, ooh. That's why we're here. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get into those juicy details here in a second. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, directed and uh, an appearance is made by Taika Waititi. He directs and is uh, the character of Korg. Chris Hemsworth again as Thor. Nali Portman reprising her role as Dane, and now as the Almighty Thor. We have the antagonist Christian Bale as Gore, the God Butcher. Uh, Tessa Thompson is back as Valkyrie. We have uh, the return of Jamie Alexander as Sif. And Russell Crowe as the almighty Zeus. Um, so, obviously, like that's a great cast. Um, this is the fourth installment of the, of the Thor series. Uh, I know within our friend group, we all kind of like say like Thor is probably one of the weaker series. Uh, up until the last movie, where they kind of stopped taking themselves so seriously and uh, kind of added a lot of comedic uh, aspects to their movie with Taika Waititi and his like little style uh, that has kind of like revitalized this whole franchise or you know the Thor story. Uh, this film sticks with that formula, and again, super funny, super hilarious. What y'all think of that? Uh, I'll give my thoughts on that as we go, just because um, I actually enjoy and I actually like that the movie doesn't take itself too seriously. But to me, there is a point where that does become a problem. And it 
it actually happened in the movie. It, it, there's a point where I was kind of like, okay, okay, there's enough's enough. Like, I'm, I, I don't want them to, t- to turn Thor again. This guy being probably one of the strongest, if not the strongest Avenger, you know, aside from Hulk, you know, people say, uh, I don't want this guy to become a joke. Um, so, but I'll get more into that as we go because I'm, I'm I'll get more into the scenes. Um, at what scenes I felt that it was okay, at what scenes I felt it wasn't, um, and just you know the progression in, in, in Thor's story overall. But what do you think, Rudy? I thought I thought the comedy was great, um, but I agree with Marcus. Like there was some spots that uh, they probably could have you know done without it a little bit. You know, probably could have toned it down a little bit. Um, but for the most part, it was very entertaining. I I was very entertained throughout the whole time. Like I laughed when I was supposed to laugh, and you know. But we'll talk about it a little more. We'll we'll discuss in detail a little bit in each yes. scene. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you wanna Do you wanna lead us off then, Marcus? If you kind of want to go like like the scenic, yeah, like uh, the we, scene route. You you uh, usually and and I do have my favorite scenes in chronological order, but we'll kind of go through this as we go. Uh, but if you saw the film again, spoilers ahead, major major spoilers. So if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, or maybe you just like spoilers, then you know uh, just be aware of that. Uh, so right from the beginning, it does open up with our antagonist Gore, the God Butcher. And his daughter. Now, right here, I'm not sure how you guys felt from the beginning. I thought, and Christian Bale, man, uh, honestly, dude, he looked good. And whatever this guy does for his films, man, like, I don't know. But he always just surprises me when it comes to his roles. And for good reason, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the whole beginning, right, you know, with the death, you know, you have the famine, of which looks like just a bunch of famine kind of went on, right? With the, there's no water, no food. And they're obviously dying of this thing. And then you have the motivation behind Gore. Um, now, I'm not sure what was going on with that, right? He finds an oasis or that god right there. It's a god that he's to worship and um, basically like, hey, you know, the god ended up being a fake, not what he envisioned. And he held the curse, got the curse, sword and of Necros and just killed the guy. So I'm not sure how you guys felt in the beginning. I thought it was, I thought it was okay. Um, I just, I wasn't really big on... The who? What was the god's name? The god that he uh, Rapu, Rapu, or something like that. Something like something mm-hmm. with an R A something. Like yeah. That. So he he does kill this guy. Um, I thought it was I thought it was an okay scene. Not one of my favorite scenes, but you know, because I really really enjoyed Gore as a character. And one of my things overall was that I would like to have had more of him. Even though we were we had him a lot, I would like to have more and give him some. Give him either a bigger motivation or just. Make him more menacing or threatening. I, I would have liked the bigger threat coming from Gore. Um, and so the beginning kind of just already not turned me off, but I was kind of like, well, I think it could have done better. But what do y'all think yeah. about that opening scene? Uh, uh, for me personally, I thought that that scene, which kind of mirrors like my feeling for the movie, like it started off very well, but then it ended kind of like mediocre. Uh you know, it's it just feels like I I agree with you saying that like Gore needed we needed a little bit more feature or scenes, uh, a little bit more stuff of Gore. Uh, I loved like the the sad backstory with his daughter, us seeing his motivations right off the bat. Uh, then they present his God as like more of like that pompous. Uh, just doesn't really care about anybody but himself kind of god which we've seen like in other films 
typically when we have like gods as like antagonists uh so yeah it, i also felt like it started off good and then it kind of was like eh, i don't know about this yeah what do you think rudy to me man um i was very very interested in the character gore like when i heard like oh he's gonna be the villain so yeah so i did All a right. little bit of research and i was like who is gore so he's he's a, he's apparently like a fairly new villain in the comics. Like I think like they said like 2013 was his first issue, something like that. So he's oh, fairly new. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's he's fairly fairly new. He's not a very old villain. So so then you I read about it a little more and you find out like his power. So he's a he's a powerful dude, man. He's a powerful guy. So the way they introduced him, very cool. Like very sad. He he loses his daughter, right? And then the the whole God thing when he meets the God man, that actor was was hilarious by the way. Like he was he was just super pompous, like super like just looking down on Gore man, and Gore's eating the he's eating the melon right. Was like it was a melon. I'm gonna gonna call it a melon. Eating the melon, bro, and he's like, oh look at this guy, he's one of mine. Like what, dude? Like (laughs) like like, f off. You're right, man. (laughs) Bro, he's like, I'm like, dude, f off, dude. So like. If I'm Gore, like, hell yeah, bro. Like, I'm worshiping you. Like, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to, like, like you're supposed to help me. And you laugh at me when I'm over here helping you. So if I'm Gore, hell yeah, bro, I want to kill you. Like, and I didn't know this, but apparently, like, uh, Gore's culture, like, it was considered, like, a sin if you buried, like, your dead ones. Like, you were supposed to hang them up and sacrifice them for the gods. For this guy, I'm assuming, obviously. Yes, right? yes, for this guy. So, as I, I was like, oh wow, I, I I did not know that. So yes, dude, the motive, hundred percent, gore, get that blade, kill him. Awesome. It was warranted. Oh yeah, yeah, it was warranted by all means because you're right, man. That one line, huh? It's one of mine, and, and, bro. And, and, dude, real pompous, man. It's kind of like. Okay, and I get it, right? With 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 this god, and and obviously, you know, they turn gods. Gods are no longer this entity, this big t- big time thing. There's obviously somebody bigger and better. Um, mm-hmm. But Gore, Gore was awesome, and you know, like I said, and you know, his motivation be- behind this part was, hey, you know, uh, everything I believed in was a lie. I guess if you want it on a grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, to me, it seemed like, hey, man, you talking smack? You know, I, I don't like that, so I'm gonna go kill all the gods. <laughs> yes, that's yes. it. <laughs> But it was cool. And, yeah, and, and uh, you guys are right. The name of the god was Rapu. He's a lower level god. Um, and again, arrogance is kind of what pushed Gore that way. And like y'all say, uh, everything that he did was warranted, at least uh, from what we saw in that first scene. And typically, like the best villains are those that have like a point in some sort of fashion or way. Um, and give us a reason, like for us to be behind them, a little bit. Yeah, and they couldn't yeah. really use the whole, you know, daughter thing. I'm, just, I'm thinking of Wanda, you know, where Wanda's motivation is her kids, and ultimately her kids are the driving force behind the thing she did. Um, so in this case, you know, her the daughter died, but the daughter is just kind of thrown in there here, between bits in here. But I will say, a Gore's design, and and I'm bringing this up just because it was out, it was out on a, an article. That if they changed his design just a bit because they didn't want him want him to look like Voldemort. I don't yeah. know about you guys, but holy hell, when they zoomed up onto one of his faces when he's monologuing later on, dude, mm-hmm. 
I was about it. His yellow eyes, his facial expressions. I was like, this guy right here would beat the shit out of Voldemort, man. Like, I don't know about you guys, but that's because I'm a Harry Potter head, and this guy looked awesome. So I thought I thought it was a great change. What do y'all think about Goro's overall? Because it was it was a hell of a, of, of a creative design. What do y'all think of his design overall? I thought it was very cool. Like, and then if you notice, like when he at first, right, his, his he has like a regular, you know, like a regular skin color, and then when he when he grabs a sword, that's like you notice oh, all yeah. the scars and all that stuff on his head and his arms. Well, the sword apparently, like you know, corrupts him, right? So, yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty neat. That was pretty cool. The way they that. highlighted his skin, yeah, you're right, mm-hmm. and it seemed a little bit more realistic. You know, it's a real, mm-hmm. obviously, a realism film, but it looked good. What do you think, Rico? Uh, I thought it was all right. Like, uh, I thought he looked cool. I like the the transformation of like normal gore to like Rudy mentioned the corrupting, and how he had the scar and like kind of it kind of gave me like Sith vibes. The way like the worse and further he got like into that corruption, like the eyes changed, the skin changed, his complexion changed. Uh, as for the like Voldemort thing, like I have seen other like pictures where he looks a little bit more alien esque. Yes, I do. Uh, You're right. Uh, so like I, I get the comparisons there and why they didn't want to go there, uh, and just kind of let him be his own thing. And I mean, I thought he was phenomenal. Oh yeah, for sure. I agree. And like I said, I I just he looked cool. And then when he with his robes and his outfit and. Again, Christian Bale, man, he, he really knocked that out of the park. So that's that was one of my things. So I would like to worth him. All right. So then it opens up, and we finally get Thor. You know, and again, right from the get go, Watiti does not, you know, shy away from comedy right from the top. Right, he's there meditating on what the tree, right? And then you have a uh, Chris Pratt's character, Star Lord, walk up and hey, man, we can use your help. And you know, I was like, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, you guys know what team I'm talking about, right? They're at, they're at the war, right? And uh, yes. you have these disciples. Oh, it's our tower. And, you know, it was funny. The whole scene was funny right from the get-go. It really was. Um, what do y'all think of that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and pass it to Rico first. And what do you think of that scene before we kind of, you know, work my way back to me? Uh, just a uh, just, uh, funny, like, little laying the groundwork for the, for the rest of the movie. Uh, I enjoyed seeing the... The Guardians of the Galaxy again, uh, the little funniness that we've seen in the past between Star-Lord and Thor. Uh, my favorite part of it was probably when uh, Chris Pratt's Star-Lord says, like, if I may, and then, like, Thor says, you may. Uh, that, got, that got a good chuckle out of me. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it just it was all right. It was funny. Give me a laugh. I thought it was really funny, man, which I think, like, it kind of set up a, a scene a little further along, which we'll get to that, where, like, Rico said, where, like, he, he, he tells him, may I? And he says, you may. You know what I mean? Like, it was funny because, like, it makes me think, like, this whole time, th- their relationship was this, <laughs> this one yeah. scene. Like yeah. Star Lord trying to trying to take control and then fucking and then Thor like you know beating him to it. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And then how he just takes off, he just takes off like see you guys there and just leaves Mantis and it was Mantis right and uh, so. and uh, and Star Lord on top of the hill. I thought it was super funny, man. 
Yeah, uh, likewise. I, I, it was it was a hilarious scene, obviously for good reason, right? And Thor just comes and just takes. I just like everybody else stops shooting, just kind of looking at him, and you even see a couple of times where Star Lord just kind of rolls his eyes, and that 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 does encompass their entire uh, relationship. And I, and again, you know, right from the get go, man, it was it was hilarious and it was funny. And and the only thing is, I I thought the Guardians of the Galaxy were gonna have a bigger a bigger impact on Thor's entire story, you know, where you usually have a secondary character in this case, secondary group kind of go, but they were there in the beginning, you know, just as a, Hey, it's almost like, a, almost as if it was a cameo more so than them being featured. I didn't know that. And I guess I'm, if it was mentioned, I might've missed it, but I thought the guardians were going to be a little bit more prominent in the film. That was just me, but Again, I thought no, the scene I, was. I, I, I thought so. I thought so too. I thought they were also going to play a bigger part. But then now, in like having watched the film, like I'm kind of glad that they weren't in it. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. As much. No, I, I am. Because, uh, and, and shout out to the uh, shout out to the uh, Jean Claude Van Damme pose that Thor hits in this scene. Uh, really knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I Where think I'm. Uh, the, the tanks with both legs, Marcus. <laughs> In case you don't know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, but, in in but. in uh, I I think I'm the only one who thought that like I kind of figured like they would just be there for a little bit. Like I I figured they would just make a cameo and just bounce, and that's exactly what happened. And it makes <laughs> sense. Like I, I don't know yeah. why it didn't come to. I I don't know why I didn't think of it that way. It makes sense. It's a Thor film and. They're gonna do that that thing where they just bounce. Hey, man, we're gonna be funny. Bam, bounce, and that's it. Like, okay, it, it does feel like that's part of the, the whole theme behind Thor. And I just, I, I missed it. Like, I was like, man, it went right over my head. Once the Guardians left, I was like, oh, okay, cool. We're not seeing them again. That's nice. Yeah. But uh, continuing on from here, it was, it wasn't, it was a great scene. And again, overall, the overarching theme here, you know, Thor, his identity, trying to find himself. And then we're introduced to Jane Foster, right? Uh, Thor's ex-girlfriend, who's you know the cancer, the cancer storyline with Jane Foster needing uh, needing some sort of cure, and in this in this case, the cure being Thor's ex-hammer. And I say ex-hammer because you know there's that you know subplot line between Thor and his uh, exes and his current. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no. I, well, his his, his hammers, right? Because he's always it's a, there. There's a whole comedic plot line where it's like. Hey, you know, it's it's uh, we're stuck at a stormbreaker. Hey, it's nothing, yeah. you know. And they were an ex, and Joiner's over like here. Like an ex girlfriend. Yeah. So it was. I, I did like the parallels. I did enjoy those parallels a lot, you know. And I'm kind of skipping the whole Jane Foster, but again, it is it Joiner is prevalent to Jane Foster because that's her hammer in this in this regard. So that the whole parallel between uh, his ex hammer, his ex girlfriend, and it's like okay, you know, Thor starts. You know, getting it to both of them, I thought that was actually very, very well done. From there, I mean, my the issues with the film have haven't come to me yet, but I did like the whole Jane Foster scene, the whole her with the Thor scene, and so forth. Um, and the just, I, I guess her over her overarching plotline. What what do y'all think about all that? Uh, Jane's, uh, well, it's the first time that we had seen her since yeah, part two since part two like actually there because i think they what they did like uh like flashbacks in the other ones right like infinity war or something like that where yeah, they put like her in the movie yeah or endgame which was if everyone it was so it was it was it was a little for me at least it was a little odd seeing her back there um but at the same time like 
I found myself not really caring that much, like, like about her story uh, yeah, in the beginning. It, I get it. Just came right, like, hey, yeah, she has cancer. Cool. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the beginning, and then once I once you see her like uh, go to her lab, and she's like, you see how it's really affecting her, how she's really working on it. I get you. That's, right. that's when I was like, man, like this girl's really, really going through it, man. And that's when I started caring a little more, a little bit more about her. What do you think, Rico? Oh, uh, I thought it was nice to see her back. Uh, I thought it was good to see her back. I thought, uh, you know, there initially at the beginning, it's kind of like, oh, okay, like what's she up to? And then it's like, oh shit. Uh, uh, and. You know, as it progresses in the story, you get to see her and and Thor uh, interact again, have chemistry again. Uh, and I enjoyed, like, that, uh, what you mentioned, like, that little play on, like, the X thing with the hammer and Mjolnir versus Stormbreaker. Uh, and that little jealousy thing. And uh, overall, like, I thought her coming back, like, was able to do a lot for Thor's character being that... He was like in this identity crisis uh, that we see over the course of the movie. So uh, I, I enjoyed her. Yeah, I, I agree. Likewise, uh, it kind of re- really opened up a whole dimension to Thor, uh, the uh, a correct dimension because I know in the past, right, Thor, we weren't really sure what type of movies he's Thor Thor was, mm-hmm. and obviously with part three, um, uh, Ragnarok that had come out, it kind of established you know Thor as what type of movie it is. Um, so with Jane Foster, it kind of it kind of comes back and grounds Thor. The only thing is, is that Jane Foster became that funny and kind of did that quirky comedic thing that Thor was doing. And I was kind of okay. We have two of these type of people, uh, but I'll get I'll get more to that in, in you know, later on. Now, one of the crazy, one of the better scenes. I, I really enjoyed this whole scene because we they established Jane Foster's conflict. Now we have Thor's conflict, right? Where they go and kidnap the children of New Asgard. Um, I'm going to go ahead and hand it off to uh, to Rudy here just because um, that, again, that is that conflict. Uh, Thor, Gore, um, and then we have the mighty Thor where Jane Foster is introduced. And one of the things I'm going to say before I pass on to Rudy is that's how you introduce... Uh, <clears throat> A female uh, character, man. So you, you want to put on a powerful, make her look like a big badass. Th- that was really well done, you know, to me. But what do you think of that, Rudy? The whole that whole storyline, plotline there with Jane Foster being the mighty Thor and the, the village and. Okay, the way Gore, like, took over the village, bro. How he stabbed the sword and all the shadow monsters started coming out. Yeah. Super dope. Super. Yes, creepy, it right? was. Yes, okay, was. super dope, super creepy. Um, okay, then the fighting starts, right? Every uh, Valkyrie comes uh, comes down, and so does uh, Thor. Everybody's super shocked because Thor's back because he probably hasn't been there in God knows how long. They don't really say, right? <laughs> so the way they introduce her, dude, like all the fighting's going on, and you see Thor like turn around, like what the hell is going on over there, right? And he's and he's and you notice lightning. I think that's like, that's like the first time he's like, what? Somebody else can do what i do and then when the, the reveal bro the reveal where she throws her hammer and she poses she catches it back and you see the iconic pose in the trailer mm-hmm. dope super dope i thought it was really well done um i found myself just waiting for that moment like oh hurry up already because they dragged it on a little bit but that's yeah. good because it builds up the suspense so 
it was good it was it was well done man the gore in that scene super creepy Dude, just like yes. like like the way he would move in the shadows the way he would avoid like like uh thor uh thor's look on his face when he saw him he was like who the hell is that guy real noob cybot dude right yeah <laughs> dude like real 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 mysterious because like he's like who's this guy like i'm having tr-. it seemed to me that he was he felt like he was having trouble with him a little bit so it was it was nice it was refreshing man and kudos to Kristen bell for being creepy yeah, so no for and, and that, that's you hit everything i want to say on the head Christian Bale, and he did look creepy standing from the back. And I'm thinking that one scene where Thor sees him, he's in the back, he disappears, and then the monster moves and he pops up, right? It's like, whoa, okay, cool. You know, real noob Saibot. And, and that whole scene, man, the dark and the shadows, the darkness, and her uh, Jane Foster introduction, you see that. And and the comedy was still there, and but the movie was playing beautifully. You see, th- it was scenes like that where I felt that the movie just really, really shined. And there's moments like that throughout. You see, my my issue with the movie was when the movie does not take itself when the movie just starts being comedic that's where i'm like okay i think that's just that might be a little too much i i love the comedy i really do i like that it doesn't take it so seriously but then when you have great scenes like this where it's just awesome like great scenes but then you know it's overshadowed by the fact that well before and after this it kind of dragged before afterwards you know mm-hmm. it wasn't one of my favorite scenes and maybe you guys liked it but you know which would be the whole zeus thing but we'll get into in a bit um <laughs> it, it just it just i, I thought it was, i thought it was a great scene and like you said gore man was just knocked out of the park and again when you, when you said right all that build up all that suspense jane foster and she catched you're like damn that was cool. And again, they're still, I, I'm okay. I love the one liners. I love the cheesy one liners. I love all that stuff. I love Thor's expression. That's what I, that's what I wanted more of. And I, there was a couple of other instances where I got that, but I guess I'm either, I'm being too greedy or maybe there's not enough, but you know, I'll get to that in a bit. Um, but overall, I love that scene. It was one of my top three favorite scenes in the film. But what do you think, Rico? Oh, I think you all nailed it. You know, the creepiness, the reveal of, of uh, not just, uh, Thor, when he realizes that they're not just cheering for him, but cheering for somebody else, that was kind of eye-opening. Then when he sees that there is, in fact, another Thor, then when he, again, when he realizes, oh, shit, it's Jane, they have their little talk, Uh, then they go straight back to fighting, he notices uh, Gore, has that creepy little approach, Uh, the shadow monsters was pretty cool. Um, Yeah, great. Great introduction, great, uh, like, the groundwork for Gore and what he's able to do, make him seem super powerful and threatening. Uh, so, great scene. And that's going to actually bust out into our, next, into our next scene, right? Or next major scene. And in between there, and you know, like I said, with the whole comedic thing, and that's where you get, you know, Valkyrie and the whole, uh, the where he's able to, what is it, vision pool uh, and talk to, uh, how, what's his name, son? Um, I'm Dolson. son, and so you, so the the plot's progressing very nicely, you know. But there's issues there where again, okay, the plot's there, and there's a lot of that quirkiness that at points like that where I felt like, okay, you know, like where's the urgency, right? You know, and mm-hmm. at that points like that, I was kind of like, hey, man, okay, let's tone it down a bit. We just, you know, the whole fight was funny. Now that it's not dark and it's not overrun by these great scenes we're trying to progress a plot line. And I think at this point, you know, with the goats and we totally forgot to mention the goat yes. guys. I, I just, when they, <laughs> when they get, you see, and that's, they get the goats to pull the ship 
I said, oh my God. And you know, like I was cool with that. <laughs> like, like they put the goats in the front and the goats and Thor is just, you know, just taking his hammer and you see, but then in that one scene, I was kind of like, damn, you know, where Thor is having those issues with Stormbreaker and I get it right. Having issues with Stormbreaker, but um, he says, oh, I'm going to save these children. And it was kind of cringy to me. And I, was, and I guess that was the point, but I was like, nah, man, that's not cool. Right. Like I'm going to save them. And George, uh, Thor can't even give a speech. And then he goes off the roof and then he, he just slams into that statue or that. What is, what was it? Like a, um, like an arch, it's like a, an arch or something like that, or a statue or something. It, it seemed like some type of gateway or something. <laughs> yeah. like. That part I was kind of like, uh, I was like, all right, he, I guess. He he was just trying to show off for Jane. Yeah, I yeah, thought. yeah. No, and and yeah, I just Thor. They he could have been Thor's thing is what I guess the way he speaks has always been real funny. Um, but like I was kind of like, oh, okay, cool, you know. Uh, but. You know, you have the goats, and then we get to Olympus. Uh, uh, what are your thoughts on Olympus? What are your thoughts well, on that? Before, before we leave, before we leave uh, New Asgard, one of the most exciting things that I hoped they would bring back was Matt Damon reprising his role <laughs> as actor Loki. <laughs> and that, I, I popped. Uh, if you're not a wrestling person, uh, popping is like getting excited for. I popped hard for seeing Matt Damon back as actor Loki and them doing too. the whole scene and all that. That excited me big time. I, I did too. Now that I just pick you, pick you, pick you back and off of that. Like I, after the attack happens, like, and everybody's going all crazy. Like, where's the children? Where's the children? You see Matt Damon and the, and the other actor come, uh, come to, to Valkyrie's like, King, do you think we should reenact like the, the, the fight scene and do a play about it and she just like oh, walks away right. yeah like you like she walks away and he just the one of the actors says well she didn't say no <laughs> and they just go off planning like trying to reenact like what had happened dude thought it was no, hilarious no I, that, that was totally forgot about that too and they, they even did the whole scene and then hella where, where, they're, where they're playing uh, the actress for hella where she comes out i was like oh my god obviously they're being as you know, crazy about it, it as possible. It was, it was with her name, Melissa McCarthy. Yes. <laughs> I said, oh my God, man. Like that was, that was crazy. Uh, but, but I'm glad you brought it up. So again, there's, there's bits and pieces that we're concentrating more on just the, the big stuff, right? I was for a film. And for, you know, so if you remember any of those little details, man, the goats and then. That was, that was, that was actually a huge highlight for me. <laughs> I was so happy that we got a award winner award-winning <laughs> actor matt damon bro when i saw matt damon i swear i just went matt damon like in the theater dude <laughs> okay yeah, y'all, one of y'all go ahead and, and get started uh, the next i guess we'll be there on our way to olympus what do y'all think are in this case i'm sorry not olympus it's omnipotent um, 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 like omnipotent city omnipotent yeah. city yes so when i uh on the previews, like they 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 show them like going to the city, right, or this place. Like they never say what it was. Um, I didn't expect all those type of gods, dude. Like different type of, like did they have like a cream puff god or something like that? Yes, mm-hmm. or the bow, yeah. they had a bow god. Yeah, like the, <laughs> a bunch of different gods, and even uh the character. Did y'all see Who? Did y'all catch Quetz- uh, Quetzalcoatl? I don't think no. so. 
No, I I saw him. He came out briefly. Oh, oh nice. Uh, yeah. So like, I was, I was kind of curious. Like, okay, what's gonna happen in this scene? And I didn't know Russell Crowe uh, played a uh, Zeus man. You didn't I, know he was in the trailer. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was him, dude. Like, I I didn't check like any of the info on that. Forget, forget that. That was like the one thing I didn't know. And then that must have been a surprise, bro. It was a super surprise. His accent was a super surprise. I was like, okay, like I did enjoy. Was, I did yeah. enjoy Zeus, like as a he, character. He was funny, bro. He was super pompous. I wasn't expecting them to be super pompous yet but the first guy we got in the first scene was exactly the same so yes i was like okay it kind of makes sense you know what i mean but the way they did it the way the way they did it like where he got his grand entrance and and thor is like super fanboying about him like hey like you never interrupt an entrance this is a great Zeus, and like i i i got like my name off him he's the god of lightning i'm the god of thunder so he's like a super fanboy right so, yeah. and then when he actually gets to meet him, we all, we we know what happens. He ends up being like a super disappointment. So, I thought it was super super hilarious. Like that scene, that scene probably could have been a little bit more serious. It was too comedic, right? But I, I, I have my issues with that scene. Yeah, yeah, like it, it was it was too comedic, but. Uh, I mean, I, I thought it, 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 I thought it was good, like for for what the movie was, like yeah, I thought it was good. What do you think, Rico? Uh, I thought it fit. I also think it. I uh, thought that it fit well with the movie. Um, you know, being able to see all these different gods and you know realizing that the universe is like so vast and like Thor is just one of so many gods out there. Like literally, like you said, we see that cream that cream puff thing. I I caught a glimpse of Tetsukado. I saw, uh, we got to see Korg initially, like, talk about his god and whether or not he would be there. He ends up pointing him out, saying, like, oh, he's up there! Uh, then, uh, like you, like Rudy mentioned, we see that huge entrance, the whole fanboy thing with Thor. Uh, and then Zeus just being, again, uh, that pompous god that cares more about the pla- planning, planning the big orgy than... Yeah, uh, dude. Saving everybody. Uh, and then the way... Um, just the whole presentation of it all. I, I, honestly, I loved it. Uh, there is... A, there's a... there Like, at, at this point, there does start to become, like, a little rift, I think, which uh, overall was probably the weakness of the film for me, between, like, the good side of the story and like the bad side of the story and to me like they just don't they didn't like mesh very well uh being that we have like a funny movie with a dark with a dark-ish villain like and at this point for me like i started to feel like this is a really funny movie and i'm enjoying it but it, it's it's going a little too far for like what I expect with uh to see like from gore like at this point it's like too much funny not enough gore yeah I think that's what I started I, feeling oh exactly now I I don't understand you at first same and in contrast though I will say this was not one of my favorite scenes as as a matter of fact I felt like 
it it was a little it was it felt a little gaudy, um, a little too much for me just because I love I liked Zeus as a character. He's exactly the way Zeus. Is. I, I would envision Zeus, right? You see Zeus, and he's this god, a Greek god, who just has sex with everything and everybody, and has children on children on children, and is the most powerful, you know, in Greek mythology god there is right so you expect him to kind of walk like a shit don't stink and stuff you see the issue here yeah. for me is that whenever you're dealing with a scene that only that is only and in this case this is a power-up scene right power up because we're trying to get either an army or in, which would walk away with with zeus's thunderbolt but the whole army aspect kind of caught me by surprise because thor says we need an army and i'm like okay cool from where like you, you never needed an arm before. I'm not sure where that kind of thing just come out of. So now they, they just happen to go to Olympus and, oh, we need his help. Like, this is the guy who's help we need. Out of everybody that he knows, he says, we need Zeus. Like, and I was like, okay, cool. I, I, I'll look past it. And then they get there and this whole scene again where it's like, it, it it's, I guess, uh, yeah, like like Rico had mentioned, it's kind of being tr- being funny. But at one point, do, can we continue on? And and it was, oh, uh, you're just thunder. Oh, and it, he even says, uh, thunder. That's what that's the sound lightning makes. Ha <laughs> ha. And everybody's and Thor, you know, and his and then they show butt naked Thor, and you know, I said, like, okay, cool. You know, I, we we had seen that in the trailer, right? Yeah. Uh, so at this point, I'm just kind of like, okay, you know, like I want to see more of the of the of the Shadow Realm. I want to see Eternity, right? Because they had already established this is what Gore's after. That to me would have been cool. So this whole scene again was just a 25 minute scene, 30 minute scene of a power up, and then Gore losing his. I mean, Gore, um, Tidal with Titi's character losing his body, um, stealing the Thunderbolt, and then taking off. I was like, okay, that. <laughs> That whole scene there was for me. For me, it was just kind of out of place. Uh, I wasn't really. I I was. I loved Zeus. I was digging Zeus. I just wasn't digging the scene overall in the over in the overarching plot line there and stuff. Uh, but the next part does get cool because we do see the. Um, that's where that's where you see the shadow realm, right? And then all the cool things start coming into play. Hey, uh, can I can I say something before we move on real quick? Yes, uh, yeah, since you guys were mentioning like the the, the negative sides about it, like yeah, that scene, Marcus. Um, it felt like this was a time like where people were like it felt like there was a sense of urgency, especially from the like from Thor and like Valkyrie and, and uh Jane Foster. And nobody was taking it seriously. Like it felt like the movie was just just trying to be funny to be funny. So yeah. like and then we never like you said it, we never got to see the Shadow Realm, we never got to see Gore like kind of plan out like, okay, so I got these kids is, 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 are, are we are we halfway in the film already? Is this? Do you, think, do you all, would you say this is halfway in the film? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah probably more, more than probably yeah. more than. So okay. like I I would have appreciated like a little bit more gore and a little bit more of him. What's his deal? Where is he going? We kind of just find out about it because they're they're telling it to you. Yes. About the yes. movie. So yes. that's that was probably my like my one thing. I was like, ah man, I wish I would have. I would have appreciated. I, I I loved Gore. I would have appreciated him more yeah. if I would have seen more of the villain. Like, like you get his, to see what he's doing, why yeah, he's his, doing it, instead of just his, hearing it yeah. from Thor or from somebody else. Show me, don't tell me. Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. hell yeah. What were you gonna like, say? A, a, a couple of things here too. Um, I feel like they could have probably meshed the like that first half or first like maybe or, or like that part of the movie like into the next part better at there's that scene where Zeus comes down off his podium and is telling Thor like dude 
you're causing you're, you're gonna cause a panic like yeah this is not this is not it like if he would have showed like a little bit more seriousness and maybe pulled thor aside like afterwards and had some kind of talk with him about like yes i know this is a big deal uh whatever whatever like we need to I'm, I'm i'm monitoring this or something like a little bit different a little bit of a of a more serious side to zeus there i think would help this scene a little bit uh also like the presentation of the thunderbolt initially like for show i thought was really cool but then ends up kind of like fizzling out for me a little bit because it's supposed to be like the almighty weapon like in all the cosmos you know uh and um I, I one thing I kind of left. Uh, one question I was left with was: I wonder if Zeus knew the way that Gore, uh, what what Gore needed to be able to open Infinity. Well, he. I he wonder. Mentioned- I, I wonder. He he mentioned. He just says like he'll never get there. Don't worry. And then he kind of says like, "We I can't let you leave." And he doesn't say what he he the way he puts it is like I can't let you leave because you know where we are and if he gets you he might be able to get to us yeah but but uh, I wonder if he knew or I wonder if any of the other gods know uh, it's it, it revealed to us later how what Gore needs like the key right which ends up being the Bifrost right but uh, yeah yeah uh, it, uh, it, they could have done it, a little bit more things there to make it I think a little bit better. If if I remember correctly, he does mention he doesn't have the key. Yeah, like, that's, 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 that's all true. he says. That's all he says. But but after that, well, like we we we'd... we didn't know what it was, did we? No, no, we, no. You don't. You, we don't know what it was until they're in the, until the shadow the realm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Oh so yeah. Jane, because... Jane is the one. Jane is the one that sees it, and then she runs back and yells like yeah. to them when they're exploring. And she, throws, and she throws Stormbreaker because they need the Bifrost right from Stormbreaker. Yeah, which, that, that, exactly. which we'll get into later, right? We'll talk about. Yeah, yeah we'll get. Which, 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 one which one last thing. One last thing I'll add is I think I'm not sure if this was the first time we saw it, but uh, when they escape, when they escape like that that big room, uh, and they break through the window and stuff, I I think that that's the first point where we see like, it uh Eternals, right? Am I wrong? Yes. Yes. Yes, we, we see, see uh, we see Eternals like as they're flying out. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, it ended up being like a thing that we saw over and over in the film. So I was like, I wonder if this is gonna be like something big going forward. In the yeah. in the room where Eternity's at, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. You we end up seeing like yeah. I think Lady Death and like the first Eternal and like some other like mm-hmm. most a lot of them there. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and that's where it kicks off. That's where we're heading to next. Um, okay. And to from here, strangely enough, onwards is what I felt the movie should have been. From this part, I enjoyed the rest of the film. I like I, I not that I enjoyed the beginning, but I loved the direction this film took place right from the left omnipotent city onwards. And and that's where we get the um the love story, right? Jane Foster and exactly we know finally reveals to um Thor that she's dying and you get a little bit more of the it's a little touching moment right the emotional aspect you know the Thor's motivation ultimately Jane Foster's a lot of motivations and conflicts are, are starting to come into play here um and Valkyrie I thought I could have used more Valkyrie and you know strangely enough I really enjoyed her character because she was she's the king of new Asgard like she says so I would like to have seen her a little bit more badass um but anyways um 
we do have that awesome and you know look at the dolphins and this is the part where the creative choices man really really took off um so right before we get into the shadow realm um any thoughts real quick about you know the with the love scene and the the, the river and the fact that you know stormbreaker is just taking them to the shadow realm the, Anything you guys want to add in there? the the love scene is i feel like they had to put it in there you know yeah. for for the sake of their relationship so eh, i got nothing about that i do have one little thing which i think it's in the same in the same sequence here i'm sorry if i get ahead where they he ends up like talking to the kids while they're still on the on that uh boat thing yeah he ends up talking he ends up talking to the kids and it's a very serious scene like guys i'm trying to get you out dude. i'm trying to i'm trying to do whatever and you see valkyrie tickling his nose dude and i was like <laughs> and i was like that's the creative freedom obviously but i was like it should have been there man like yeah, these kids are probably gonna die they probably could die and you over here like and thor was being pumped dude even i was like yeah and and thor yeah. still maintained that awkwardness like when he was speaking to them like the the awkwardness and the you know thor like hey that's cool right because thor's trying mm-hmm. to be this super and, and the kids are receptive and then right with all right kids well and then you, you just see him like you know start closing his eyes and i'm like oh okay yes. wow like thor thor is gonna be this awkward badass and then oh sorry about valkyrie over here shaking the stick yes <laughs> and, I, and i think it was uh after that or it might have been another time where they showed in the shadow room where like christian bell comes out and he gets in like some type of like snake creature and just snaps his head off yeah see that was cool and i think that was actually there towards the beginning right that was <laughs> so over there that was, we didn't bring that up but no that but that's was, just kudos to gore man again christian bale and that was a that was a great scene i totally yeah. missed that where the snake and it goes oh, i was gonna play and then he just knocks the head and throws it to the kids and mm-hmm. he's just being real menacing i was like dang you see like that that was cool again every time thor came i mean gore came out man it was awesome uh so i agree i'll pass on the baton man what do you think rico uh I mean, uh, to me, again, the, those scenes were funny. Like, I, the, uh, those things that you mentioned there, like, the creepiness with Gore also was, was spot on for his character. Um, and in terms of, like, the romance aspect of the film, like, I, I liked it. I thought it was well done. I didn't think it was too overdone. Uh, I thought for, like, for, like, the, the, the plot of, or, like, the, the storyline of Thor trying to find himself and why, like, he has that awkwardness that, like, we show at the beginning with the Guardians and, like, he kind of keeps everybody, like, at a distance. He doesn't interact with people, like, in his own uh, new Asgard. He, you know, he's been hurt. Like, whether it's uh, uh, earlier in the film, right, is that we see the, uh, I think it's the on the naked scene where they show the, the tattoo that he has of Loki on mm-hmm. his back. Mm-hmm. that cracked me up pretty good yeah you know like he, he's just been through so much and then now kind of getting this like uh this re- rekindling of this love with jane and like her kind of throwing it back to him too and then obviously like what happens uh later in the film and you know there's closure there for like this like uh finding himself like journey uh i thought it was, was good yeah i agree they, uh, they, the way they humanize thor um with yeah exactly aspects. he's he's had a journey he's had his own journey um so from this part and i, I do want to go first here just because um 
this was my favorite scene. I'm not sure how you guys felt about it, and it was your favorite scene too. But from here, um, once they hit the shadow realm, and again that creative choice that he just took, and when he was uh, talking to the children, it never really showed. You know, the the planet was in color, but as soon as Thor himself got onto the planet just the black and white and i said that is awesome and then you know it goes it coincides with go with gore when he comes out and his eyes are still yellow and the only thing that has color unless you know stormbreaker or the lightning bolt or the joiner is being used as a light do you see color back there now that we have gore and they're in the enemy territory on enemy stronghold right that was amazing. And then we finally understand what Gore is after, what the key is. He's trying to go, um, you know, get to eternity. Um, and the whole bat, the, the, the battle sequence are running across shadow. I, I can't say enough about that was awesome. And at this point, the film decides to take itself serious. And I think he, they, he knocked it out of the park, man. Now, you know, because the entire, the entire time and, the, he wasn't taking himself too serious, which again, that's Thor's identity. That that's what works. That's what's working for him. But now that it finally went back and wanted to be super serious, very reminiscent of the half, uh, half not so serious, half serious part in the village, which was one of my other favorites. Once we got here, just no whole bars, man. Great, awesome. I I loved that whole scene, all the way through and through. Um, again, black and white, running across the way he just flings them into the darkness brings them back and gore is just you know noob sidebotting all over the place like it was great uh, i would like to get you guys thoughts on this what do y'all think um well um i thought you nailed it like pretty good right there marcus when you said like the change of color because i felt like that changed the tone of the movie from colorful to complete black and white no nonsense just this is the bad stuff this is the good stuff I enjoyed the fight scene. thought the fight scene was super, super, super dope. It showed how powerful Gore was, man. He was handling 3v1. You know what I mean? So I, 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 thought, I thought he was... Man, I thought it was really well done. The one thing I thought was like, really? Really? Was uh, when they showed what the key was. Yeah, that, that, that plot line, I didn't really... Yeah, I was like... I was like, really? This, this entire time, like, the key ended up being, should I just say it? Uh, ended up being, uh, yeah. yeah, it was uh, Thor's hammer. It's a, a Stormbreaker. And I was like, the, really? The specifically. Yeah, yeah. Did, so, did we ever I, get, did we ever get, um, did we ever get anything before that, uh, a tell before that, that it was Bifrost or Stormbreaker? No. No, so they just they just jumped at us, right? Yeah, it, it just yeah, they just show like a picture, like it was, a Jane. It was just a reveal, yeah. It was just a, yeah, a basic reveal. Jane sees it, and I and then like days later, when I think about it, I'm like, wouldn't it have been an interesting like if it was a uh, Rico talked about it earlier, where like Zeus's bolt was like the all powerful, almighty weapon or whatever, like so powerful. If it was actually Zeus's bolt, and they brought it there, and that was the key. That would have been interesting, yeah, but that would have been better. Huh? Yeah, okay. but the the fact that it was a uh, Stormbreaker, I was like, ah, eh. I mean, a little lazy writing for me. But hey, but everything else, the whole scene, the fight, super well done, man. Like Christian Bale again, home run, grand slam, uh, uh, hat trick, whatever you want to call it, man. Dinger, he knocked out of the park. I thought it was super well done. The tone changed immediately, and I was hooked. I liked it. 
yeah, I, I agree with you with that with the Stormbreaker. To me, that, that did come out of nowhere, but I was too uh, I was too into the entire scene to care less yeah. about the story at this point. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think you guys I think you guys pretty much said it all. Um, and again, you guys uh, brought up the shift in Thor, where like he doesn't take himself or he's not serious because he doesn't have to be because he's that powerful. And then here with us with them showing us like the power of gore and how strong he is and his abilities and everything especially like in his own realm uh you know he has to be ser- he's serious because he has to be so that was awesome yeah i awesome. agree i agree um did you guys ever get a sense um, I'm, I'm moving on already did you guys ever get a sense that jane foster was going to you know not last at any time during the movie yes well it depends what you mean by not last. I figured, she, like, this was it for her. This was it for you. Figured, did, did you figure that, Rudy? Uh, no. Like, at first, when she turned into Thor, I'm like, oh, all good. And That's then, as her, you yeah, find, yeah, yeah, as, as you find out throughout the story, you're like, uh, nah, <laughs> no, no, no. But at first, I thought, like, oh, great, man. Like, I thought they were gonna pair him up, like. You know, right. she's in, she's in, she's a, she's just she's the next Thor, the new Thor. But that yeah, was, no, I didn't expect that. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, uh, and it's it's strange because a while back when uh, Love and Thunder was first announced, remember Rico? We had talked about how the trailer was very somber, very melancholic. You know, you know, there mm-hmm. was a slow version, and obviously we now we know why, right? Uh, but despite that, dude, like I I'm with Rudy. I had no idea that you know. I thought the same thing. She got join her. She she looked. She looks good. She looked great. Hey, oh, it's problem solved. She has no cancer. And then you realize, oh, she, you know, the cancer's still there. I thought something was going to happen, you know, later on that was going to help. But you know, and the the reason I'm bringing all this all this up right now is because now we're getting into that scene where there are consequences for Thor, right? There are consequences for Jane, uh, right before the final fight that we're going to get into. Um, I I I want to ask that question because I did not see it coming through and through even all the way up until the very end i still was like you know i was still in denial that jane was gonna last you know what i mean so yeah i i i felt like i picked up on it because very early on we see like there was kind of a threat to valkyrie doesn't she end up getting does she get stabbed or what what is happening to her she gets hurt she gets hurt but then like she kind of recovers i said well we kind of have a lot of characters here like, there's no way we're going to keep all of them around. I thought either Valkyrie or or Jane, like, one of them is going. And then when they started to touch deeper and deeper into, like, the the romance and the, like, closure and, like, them going into all this, like, just going, revisiting that love or whatever for Thor, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, like, there's no way she's lasting. Like, they're going to close that yeah. and they're going to go, like, they're going to move on to something else. I, I yeah. thought that I, that's that's what I thought. Yeah, so that's I did, how I, I came to that conclusion. I'm I'm on the same boat with Rudy there. Um, yeah, I, I just want go ahead. Oh, and then like to me, like since we're talking about that scene where they're already like hurt and stuff, like I felt like you talked about the relationship earlier. I felt like this mm-hmm. scene when they're where she's like already in the hospital. That's where yeah. I felt like okay, now I get the relationship it's come to like closure like you understand like their their decisions a little bit of why mm-hmm. she's doing or why she's going to do what she does so 
I actually really like that scene, dude, where they have that talk. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Where they kind of just like let it all let it all mm-hmm. out. It was awesome. Yeah, and, and totally different from our, from the Jane we got in the beginning of the film, obviously. And I guess, I guess yep. it took a while for it to head, to head up. And um, when, again, the second half of the film just to me was where it was at uh, through and through. Uh, but now we get here towards the ending, right? Um, Thor arrives back, right? He, he he finds he finds Gore over at Eternity. He's trying to open up Eternity. Has Stormbreaker tries to impede his progress, and he finds the children. Obviously, superhero entrance, man. Super. We we all expect them, and they just get over the top and awesome in every way possible. Um, and then one of those other scenes, which was another one of my favorites, not my favorite because we just went over my favorite scene, but. Um, the children scene. I did not see that coming either. Uh, I didn't see that coming. And he mentions uh, for a limited time. And again, those one-liners. I'm always about those one-liners because that's what. Again, serious moment, great moment. We're here at the climax of the of the uh, of the fight. It's the light, the humor that they throw into it meshes very well with you know with the Thor as a film because again, that's what Thor is trying to aim for. When you see all those children's eyes light up, and each of them had they have a weapon and. Uh, it was it was a great scene man as serious as it was it again did not take itself serious in this in the in the in the aspect where you have the little girl with her stuffed bunny just going around in circles just throwing lightning on all these people and you know, the shadow monsters and stuff like that i did want to highlight that children's scene what do y'all think about that and go ahead Rico. completely caught me off guard completely caught me off guard but i thought it was hilarious I thought it was super funny. The only thing that was that like I was like unsure of how I felt about it just again because like to me there was like a clash of like two completely different stories in this movie was like we saw these same shadow creatures like kind of running roughshod like over New Asgard but like these kids I guess it is the thunderbolt so it is like the most powerful weapon in the world like with like imbued with their power just kind of like taking these things out like nothing like the like the specifically like that one little girl with like her doll like just freaking ah dude yes (laughs) i I was cracking up but then i was like dude she's sitting all over these shadows like you see but it was still dark uh, i I thought it was still dark and the themes were still there and early and very very reminiscent of the village scene where you had it was still quirky and funny but it was still you know the whole lightheartedness and the climax you know they still had they had to throw it out there man and and i was cracking up because i was like oh my god because they were just beating the hell out of these things and they highlighted them and then you even had um how thy son just go up into the air you know the 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 thor scene and just smack the hell out of all these and you're like whoa dude like it was intense it was intense and i i thought it worked you know despite the just coming out of nowhere you know yeah it was funny i thought it was funny i enjoyed it i i thought it was very entertaining man like i'm with you guys left field did not expect that i did not expect (laughs) thor to be like okay i'm gonna share my powers now which i didn't know he could do that (laughs) i think that was just uh i think that was just uh taika just taking a you know creative freedom there Yeah, Yeah. yeah Which is which is fine. Like I thought the scene was fun. Like they were beating up the monsters as as like it's fun. But I did I I I thought it took away from the gore, from gore again. Like you see uh-huh. gore over there, like trying to yeah. destroy people and like or trying to make his you know his wish or whatever. And 
this funny yet again the tones like just clashed a little bit but was the scene entertaining of course man i thought it was super awesome like it was hilarious and i was laughing the entire time it was it was a funny scene man especially the chick with the teddy bear like like marcus uh mentioned i thought it was yeah. just funny funny scene yeah and i think i'm i'm, I'm taking the scene more at face value than anything because mm-hmm. but overall like you're right uh when it comes to actual gore we they just it kind of it kind of gets away right because thor's going 1v1 with uh gore and then right that's when the almighty thor comes in with her one-liners and stuff and now they're going at it but they're still highlighting the children i you're right as as much fun and, and again the children scene i really really enjoyed probably one of my favorite scenes but at face value i probably i might have enjoyed more of gore just popping off and thor versus um thor and almighty thor versus gore there at the end uh tongue twisters kind of but yeah i agree i i do agree with you there rudy you know the how it clashed like y'all said how it clashed there um despite the great scene um but yeah so from here gore does end up getting the the um the gate open and then that's where we're presented with the resolution of the film here towards the end um here at the end already what do y'all think of that i'm gonna let i'm gonna let somebody else kick off this part here uh what did y'all think of that there at the end when gore goes into the eternity all right so when he goes in um and just kind of correct me here, like he he immediately is about to make his wish, right? If I'm correct, mm-hmm. like Jane's already she's already hurt, right? So he's about to make yeah. his wish, and I would have preferred it, man, if he would have gone through it. Just me, because for some reason, man, I always cheer for the bad guy, and I oh, yeah. would have I, I would have liked it, like if he was just uh, gone through with his wish. And of course, well, Thor ends up. Uh, Kind of changing changing his mind a little bit, and he's not holding the the sword anymore because uh, which we didn't talk about. Uh, Jane ends ends up breaking his sword, which that was her her like little hurrah moment. She catches mm-hmm. the broken piece and shatters it with the with the with M- uh, Mjolnir. Mjolnir, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he got his wish at the end. So I, I I didn't mind it, but if I would have had it my way, I I would have liked it for him to gone through with his wish and see what it would have happened. Well, he did. Yeah, to, he follow, did. to follow, yeah, yeah, to, he, to follow through. Yeah, yeah, to follow so through a, with yeah. with the story we got the whole film, you know. Yeah, going to destroy the gods. Is that what you're saying? Yes, uh, yeah. I would have liked it if the villain would have gotten his way, like kind of like Alatanos, like with this, you know, where he actually got to snap his fingers. Uh, I would I, I would have liked to see what happened, but. Wasn't wasn't Gore's wasn't his main thing? Like we we thought it was to destroy the gods. Had, hadn't it always been bringing back his daughter, or did he do that just because no. he saw Thor and no, Jane? No, it, it was to de- <laughs> it was to destroy the gods. Yeah, he wanted to destroy all the gods, and t- the way I took it was that he didn't even think of the whole daughter thing until like mm-hmm. that scene where where like everything kind of he takes that pause and Thor's like trying to reason with him and he says like aren't you going to try and stop me or whatever he's like no like if this is my last few moments like i'm going to spend it with her with the one i love like think about it you could do that too and that's where he's like shit like it, he comes to that realization which i thought was a little bit like eh, well, like i get it it, it was good out. it was touching, uh, but but it was a little bit of a cop-out to me uh especially because you know, for being called Gore the God Butcher, we didn't really get too much butchering. 
killed. he killed one god. We, he killed one god, and that was kind of it. Yeah, yeah, it was like more of a montage. Then he, then, then he decides to turn back to the good side, and or you know, here at the end, and save his daughter, and that's it. I think it was just like uh, uh, Taika trying to give him like redeeming qualities, and I feel like you didn't need it. Not for him. It would have been just better if he just you know remained evil that, at the end. And then, and that was my issue with the end. It was a little. Um, it was fast, and it felt a lot of it just felt out of place, and it felt felt very very rushed um and one of the instances being because i initially thought that ultimately his main goal was always going to be his daughter right because in the beginning obviously there's that symbolism with his daughter you know there otherwise they wouldn't have shown it so i always had the gore and his daughter in the front of my mind that's why at the end i was like oh he's gonna it's, it's about his daughter it's about his daughter it's about a daughter love love and then i even had the issue where thor and i'm correct me if i'm wrong thor does say you want make your wish he says that right Mm-hmm. believe so so yes yeah, so am i like oh okay so he's just gonna let gore get his wish like uh, he was a big old bad like oh you're gonna let him kill all the gods or okay are we still doing this or you know so where's the urgency like i was just totally just taken off guard there at the end because i just totally lost where the conflict was and it, where it was going obviously he does you know res resurrect his his daughter and oh, you're gonna take care of her. We're gonna take care of all these things. And Jane fades away and stuff. And Thor's left with you know Gore's daughter. Um, and as we see, right, they become this because of Uncle Thor, and they become a father-daughter relationship going on there. Um, but yeah, the whole ending scene was just kind of awkward for me. Yeah, uh, one thing that left me thinking was had had the Necro Sword not been destroyed, do you think he would have still he would have killed the gods? Because yeah. the Necro Sword is supposed to like curse, be, yeah, that was like like cursing him, poisoning his mind, like with that with that one track goal of like kill the gods, kill the gods, kill the gods. Because it was destroyed, like I think that's kind of what opens up his heart a little bit there to like you know what you're right, like I could get my daughter back and give her like a life. Yeah, because uh, his color his colors does change. I mean, he's no longer yellow eyes, or whatever. He does yeah. change, you know. Um, because the sword is broken, so yeah, and, and I thought the same thing. Where as soon as the sword is broken, the curse was the curse was lifted, so he's able to have you know that moment of peace there with a sound mind over anything else. So you know, with the idea of love and the love for his daughter and stuff. Um, so I do agree. Mm-hmm. I do agree. There. Um, what did you all make? And it was like the little brief, right, where they kind of again it's eternity, and um, before they show the daughter's reflection as the cosmos, right, the whole cos- cosmetic thing. Any symbolism, yeah. Darius? Yeah, I mean, just that it was nice, like the the little symbolism of like this is his world. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I thought that was nice. All right, I so didn't, I, I didn't love the ending, but I thought that was nice. Yeah, I, I agree. The whole that that whole scene it was a little awkward for me too. I do agree. Uh, and then to finish up, we're here at the end, end right where we get that little, and I mentioned it already, Thor having. Um, and this is before we get to the credit scenes, uh, Thor having that father-daughter relationship with his new daughter, right? His new daughter, Love, um, who I thought, and who's the actual, the actress, the little girl, is, is, that, is his daughter in real life? That's I his found, daughter? Yeah, I found that out. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's his daughter in real life. And I think uh, Crimson Hemsworth, the wife, even made an appearance somewhere earlier I had read. But yeah, Love is Crimson Hemsworth's daughter. 
um, in real life. So that was kind of a cool little thing that they did there. Um, and she says, and the part that was actually kind of cute, right? Which she says, uh, I said, put on your shoes. Look, I already did. And she pulls out two different kinds. That's not going to work. And she says, uh, which say down with you, demon. And she just chucks the light, uh, purple lightning bolt and don't block it with the pants. It's like, no, you need to calm down. You know, very fatherly. And I said, hey, dude, this works. That works for Thor if they do go that direction, you know. But, um, yeah, what do y'all think of that little thing before we get to the credit scenes? I wasn't expecting the Love and Thunder to be, like... A daughter. Neither was yes, I. Yes. <laughs> I was Neither like, was Love I. and Thunder? I thought they were talking about Jane and Thor. You know what I yeah, mean? Like... Yeah. So that was a nice little twist there at the end, man. Like for me, I was like, "Oh!" And then the, the his adopted daughter loved the way uh, Taika was narrating. Yeah. So I was very, very surprised by that. But uh, uh, a heartwarming ending, you know, like it ended in a in a good ending. So I mean, for Thor at least, right? After the yeah. little girl, she's, yeah. she's back to life. But uh, it was good. I liked it. So I was surprised. Very surprised. What do you think, Rico? Yeah, de- definitely like a, a a little surprise. I I took it. I took the whole. I love the way they wrapped up like the the story and love and thunder and kind of made it mean something different. Make it mean something different there at the end. I did feel like it, it's still that title still lent itself to like the story of the god of the god of thunder and like his love, like whether it was you know Jane and then now like his love is kind of somewhere else now. And he has the 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 daughter character, um, but it, it was nice. It was nice, and looking forward to like the you know what this new chapter of Thor uh, will be. Something else I wanted to bring up. I don't think we talked about that. I I just remembered now that I thought was really really cool was uh, the way Jane used Mjolnir. The way it was able to break apart and come back. Like I just thought that was incredible. I thought that was super cool. Yeah, her 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 hammer, and because and it stayed cracked, it was real cool that they they decided not to even reattach her thing, but that's the way she was going to use it. So that was badass. I agree. Um, I thought, what, what? Go ahead. I said, uh, I, I thought it was really dope, man. Like it's crazy how like Munir is the one that destroyed the the sword. Mm-hmm. It's like so like is Munir that powerful? So there there we go, man. Yeah, so that lends itself now to our credit scene. What do y'all think of our mid-credit scene? Right, right before we get into that, uh, I did want to point out that uh, along the course of the film, uh, I'm not sure at what point, but uh, Korg mentions uh, how exactly, like, whatever his creatures, uh, whatever the name of his creatures are, like how they mate, and at the end (laughs) it does show, like, right before the movie ends, that he's mating. With a with a rock man named Dwayne, which yeah. I thought was pretty funny, like Dwayne the Rock. <laughs> Bro, I thought it was. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, dude! Uh, before we jump on to the end, like Mark, uh, am I the only one who thought that when they, I didn't know Eternity was a was a bean, or a, I didn't know when they showed like the face, I got like galactic vibes, Galactus vibes, dude. I don't know why. Am I the yeah, only one? Be, be, no, because of the headpiece. Because yes. of like the signature yes. headpiece of Galactus and seeing yes. that, like it, it kind of gives you like those vibes. Yeah, I, I can see that. Sure, okay. I, I did the same. I, I, I saw that connection. Um, I didn't read too much into it, but I did see that. Um, but what do y'all think of the mid-credit scene? Well, 
All I'm going to say is, I don't know if you've seen the show, Marcus, how Rico has. Roy Kent. Yeah. Roy Kent. <laughs> no, I've been begging him, bro. Begging him to watch that show. It's good. Uh, uh, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, he's good I've, Go ahead. I've been wanting Hercules to make his appearance, bro. I've been wanting Hercules to make his appearance. Uh, I was surprised that Zeus wasn't dead. I thought he was going to be dead, but I guess you can only kill a god with the necro sword. I guess his bolt wasn't strong enough to kill him. I'm sure there's other so, things out there, but yeah. yeah. So I was I was surprised that he was alive, to be honest. But super pumped, bro, that it's Hercules. Uh, I've been wanting them to introduce Hercules for the longest time. Uh, ever since I found out that Hercules is actually in the MCU, I didn't know that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how they're gonna do it. To see what they're gonna do, or when they're gonna introduce him uh, properly in a film. If it's gonna be in the Guardians or until the next Thor film. Pretty excited, man, because uh, in the comics, Thor and Hercules face off a couple times, man. So, pretty pumped. See how they do it. I I, I thought it looked cool um, when it comes to Hercules, and again, it, it uh, it's pointing Thor in a direction into his story. My only issue, and it's not any issue with the actual credit scene, it's with the overall MCU at this point. Um, a lot of these films that are coming out are serving as at least to me, they feel like they're serving as epilogues. Again, continuing still after what transpired in Endgame. So I'm I'm over here like I think I think we need a we need a cosmic entity antagonist soon because our like I don't know if this is the last one. They're still wrapping everything up. If there's still of all these films that they're coming out with are just going to be one giant epilogues for these guys to get closure or for these guys to continue on their journey, but. It's been a while, and I'm over here saying, telling myself, like, all right, cool, we're okay, we're gonna get more Thor and Hercules, and now we got Hercules. But in an overarching scheme of things, I'm over here trying to figure out, all right, where we are, we still, where are we going, man? Who's who's my big bad guy? I need confirmation if it's gonna be uh, Kane the uh, the Conqueror. Um, I need something. I need something at this point. Uh, but we got Hercules excited about that but i do need something that's going to already drive me towards caring and wanting and wanting to see the rest of these you know marvel films coming out that's just me anyways again i kind of got away from the whole credit stuff right but you know Hercules is cool but i'm I'm thinking in the bigger scope of things yeah i was excited to see uh brett goldstein like the reveal of brett goldstein uh aka roy kent as uh hercules i loved him and ted lasso so uh I'm excited now he's getting uh to be featured in the MCU. I think um I think we have like two directions that we could possibly go in the MCU next. We have seen a lot of like power ups here for Thor. Now he has the you know, the um he's learning to use his hammer better, or not his hammer, his axe better. He has the Thunderbolt now. Um, we saw Wanda and we saw Doctor Strange also significantly level up in, in their last film. Uh, so we do, that that makes us question, like, well, if all these guys are getting that much more powerful, like, once they get back together, who is going to be the big bad? I think with all, like, the multiverse and the time travel stuff, it kind of lends itself, since we have been introduced to Kang the Conqueror in some respect in the Loki series, I think there's that possibility that it might be him. Then 
with the appearance of Celeste with the Eternals movie and with the Celestials all over and with the mid credit, the after credit scene and the Celestials and then with uh, the Celestials making appearances here in this film, we could either go to Kang or maybe the Celestials lends itself more to uh, Galactus. So I feel like that's probably one of the two. We're going towards one of those. Uh, Kang the Conqueror is confirmed to be in uh, Ant-Man Quantumania at this point. So I feel like that would be the easier one of the two. But uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah, no, I I, I see uh, Kang more of like a sub-boss. I think like the uh, eventual big baddie, I think it has, to, it has to go to Galactus. It has to go to Galactus so he could... You know, bring them all together, and little I'm, 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 I'm always the one crossing my fingers. In Doctor Strange, they do show like a little scene of like Wanda going into like some type of like hellish type of realm. Mm-hmm. Could it Mephisto? Anybody? No, only one. No. Only one wishing Mephisto? for it, bro. That, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that ship, that ship, man, is probably sailed with Wanda Vision. I know people are bro. vying for that hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> we were too, man, but just. But um, yeah. who knows? If, I mean, maybe Mephisto will be TV. I mean, uh, movie worthy as compared to TV worthy. Maybe that's the thing. Um, but yeah, King of the Conqueror, Galactus, either or. I think at this point we do we do need some, we need something on a cosmic scale. And one of our friends, Andrew, actually mentioned that he feels like they're going to bring back um, Thanos in some capacity because now that you have Celestials and he and he had mentioned um, Eternals and Celestials, all these powerful, powerful beings it'd be easy to kind of bring back Thanos in some capacity, you know, to either assist or be an anti-hero or some sort. Um, so there's a lot of direction that I can go. I just, I didn't want to mention what Andrew said, because I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Um, so I think... Have you, all, have you all seen Eternals? Have, did, you all, did you all see the after credit scene in Eternals? I need to see it. I, I need to see it. Oh, okay. Uh, it's okay, you can talk about it. I'll still watch it. Uh, there, we just... Uh, they introduced a character that is supposed to be Thanos' brother. In the after credit scene, there, uh, who's oddly enough played by Harry Styles from One Direction. Oh yeah, that's true. I totally forgot. Oh, wow, I do. Rem- I do remember uh, that character's name. Yeah, something else that I think might be a little bit of a, a little bit of a like sleeper bad guy that we might see. Maybe not big like scheme or grand scope of things, but maybe uh, no, the god of the symbiotes, who's actually the person behind me. Uh, Necrosword, also the also the god of what uh, later becomes like Venom and Carnage, which we mm-hmm. we did see like a little hint of Venom, uh, in uh the last this last Spider-Man movie. Well, that's a, yeah, that'd be that'd be something. What about what about yeah. Doctor What about Doctor Doom in the comics? He's been one of the big baddies as well, man. He's yeah, I've, I've always the... been a, I've always been a huge fan of Doom, so I would love yeah. that. That would be something if they could f- find a way to pull that off, especially with the multiverse. Man, there's no rules, and then you know they that'd be fun yeah. to watch. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun to watch. Um, well, I think well, we still have the end end scene, just a kind of a little um, what is it? I guess a little uh, montage to uh, Jane Foster's on my Thor, giving her that last ending. You know, she dies. Um, so before we wrap up and give our final thoughts, what do y'all think of that last little bit there with Heimdall? You know, she's a human, ends up in Valhalla, so it's kind of a big deal there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Send-off, proper send-off. I thought so, too. Yeah, I thought, nice, thought it was nice good. Nice little end. 
Yeah. Yeah. Bring closure to her. Obviously, she's not suffering. She's in a better place, and we get to see that. So they did give her a, a proper good send off overall. So I thought that was cool. And um, she died as a hero because all the all the uh, yeah, all the Asgard heroes that die in battle end up going to Valhalla. That's her reward. And there you go. Yeah. So it was it was a good way to wrap up wrap up everything. Uh, so final thoughts. Uh, what y'all what are y'all's final thoughts? And go with Rudy first. I thought. It was a very, very entertaining film, but I think uh, the reoccurring theme in this whole uh, conversation that we've had has been that the 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 film had problem, big problems, uh, deciding what it wanted to be. So overall, are we doing ratings right? So out of ten scale. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I'll give it an, a solid, solid eight. How about that? Solid eight. Dang. Nice. Eureka? Uh, for me, I mean, overall, I just thought that there was so much positive, like, with the film. Uh, and being, like, that funny movie, you know, the 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 humor I love, uh, the, the clothes of Thor, the romance, the funny little backstory between, like, Mjolnir also being the ex and Stormbreaker being like jealous and stuff like that was funny. Uh, I just like I mentioned it before. I just thought that the movie and the villain did not match. I thought they were both good. I just did not think that they missed that well, for the exception of like maybe a scene or two. So uh, with the introduction of Hercules, like in the post credit scene or the mid credit scene, I kind of was like, damn, like. This would have been a perfect movie for Hercules. Like he would be, he would have been a god. He would have been pompous. They could have made it funny, but he was still powerful. And then they could have kicked each other's ass, and we had a winner, right? But this going back and forth between like funny and like dark, and then like funny again, and like more funny and more funny and more funny, and then a little bit of darkness again. Like I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't give me. Like it wasn't concise and like all together not to say anything bad about like christian bale and like his performance like i thought he was great i just felt like he was kind of wasted with like the theme of the film and the funny stuff uh and and we didn't we didn't get to see him kill enough like i was expecting like this guy to go on a rampage and i guess he did but behind the scenes right uh and to me that was just kind of like a shame like uh so I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I, I'd watch it again, uh, but I didn't think it was as good as the last movie, uh, Ragnarok. I thought that was a little bit better in terms of like as a whole. But I would probably give this movie maybe like I don't want to be like real hard on it because I did like it, but I don't feel like I can give it more than a seven. I I I, I want to go closer. I don't know. Yeah, a seven seven is good. Yeah. So, in my end, I actually agree with everything you said, Rico. As far as the tones, themes, gore was wasted every time. I would like to have seen more, and I said more gore uh, overall. Um, it had some great comedic scenes for what they were worth. It had two phenomenal scenes that I really really enjoyed. The third one kind of just being um, also up in the air with the uh at least the you know i did enjoy the third one also but yeah overall i would like to have seen more gora again we his motivation his um 
his reasonings. Uh, you, again, he's called the God Butcher, but like you said, he only he only kills one on screen that we see. And when you compare someone like Gore, and you, you hit the nail on the head, you have Hela over in Ragnarok. And then you have Ragnarok itself, right? Obviously, it was comedic, but it was no hold bars. It was comedic, but they lost Asgard. It was comedic, but you're dealing with, you know, cosmetic type threats. And Gore was not a cosmetic type threat. He probably could have been. He had a sword that cursed him. That's what they went with. Uh, but I, I loved Christian Bell. I loved his character. I would like to have seen a lot more Gore, a lot more from him. And I would like to have seen you know taiko or the writers just transform him into a a threat of that type of scale it would have been nice to see anyways of uh, that type of scale um ultimately i did have issues a lot with the with the tones and the themes and where it was at i enjoyed the second half of the film more so than the first aside from the village scene i did enjoy that because i, I thought that could have fit well with uh, the ending you know or at least the battle scene at the end and what the movie was trying to be um where it it, it didn't take itself serious but at the points it did, maybe it should have. It could have still been funny and comedic and it could have kept us in while ramping up the stakes. I would like to have seen more of that. I'm probably gonna be the more harsher one because I did walk out and I was kinda of, and I was kinda of like, wow, this is this was a little interesting. I did enjoy it, but I, I guess I expected not not that I walked in with any expectations, but I, I was expecting different things, you know, especially with Guardians and Gore. Um uh, so I, I would actually actually give it a six out of ten. You know, that's what I wanted to give it to, but then I was like, but I loved it. Like, yeah, fun. See, see, I had fun. I don't think I loved it as much as you did. That's the thing. I had fun. I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it more than Rico. So, um, I, Dude, I'm, I'm gonna be a harsh guy. I, I knew I was being too nice. I actually wanted to give it a seven, but I was like, damn, like, I don't want to be that guy. Palo, so, I just gave it like a so- it was solid to me. It was solid, I, man. I'm gonna be honest. You could be honest with your ratings here. People yeah. can say what they say, and if yeah. they have issues, and then they have issues, we can have a, a healthy argument and stuff. But I give it a six, man. And again, and I'm thinking of Ragnarok and in terms and stuff like that. It's not yeah. Ragnarok, not even close. Um, yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm gonna be a little, you know, and I, like Rico yeah, said, and, uh, and that's fair. I, I guess I guess mine is because I loved both halves, but the two halves where it's like the story and the villain just didn't go together for me. Yeah, I could have. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought, I do. Thor, I mean, Thor, Gore, to me, like, he was good, but he, he could have been better, like, if they would have showed more of his powers. Apparently, like, he has this one attack called, like, the God Bomb, and I was really mm-hmm. hoping I would have seen that in the movie. And But that's what I mean. Like, you, you they could have made Gore mm-hmm. this cosmetic, or, or this cosmic, you know, oh, threat. Cosmic, yeah, I said yeah. cosmetic. First. Cosmic threat, um, and they didn't. They he had a sword; it was cursed, and that was the extent of his power. Yeah, and, and, but and I, he can noob Cybot and raise a shadow army. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's for like the tone of the movie, like affected, uh, uh like affected that. If they would have taken his threat a little bit more seriously, seriously, instead of just trying to like be funny in certain scenes. Yeah, it could have helped. Would, yeah, it could have helped. It could have helped for sure. Yeah, and he was a disciple. He wasn't anything, you know. He was a human. He was a man. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe they could have done done something different, or maybe you know, you're right. Whether it didn't fit, it wasn't written. Obviously, there there are that issues again, going back to identity and how these characters fit in the overall plot line that Thor is trying to establish. So I do, excuse me, I do agree. Uh, but anything else? I think I think that kind of wraps up this review. Uh, any final thoughts here, guys, uh, from Taco Dude, aka The Block, aka Rudy? 
Anything from you, Rico? Final uh, thoughts I'll from just me, throw man. In, uh, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Uh, uh, final thoughts from me, man. Uh, first of all, hey, man, thanks, you, thank you guys for for inviting me on on your all's podcast. I whenever I tell you guys, like I listen to the episode, I really do listen to it, man. Uh, I enjoy your all's conversation, and uh, I hope you guys get more followers, man. I'll be sharing the this episode and your all's podcast on Twitter. Make sure you all follow them on Twitter. Uh, follow the Spotify, and it's great content, man. I appreciate you guys inviting me on. I appreciate it, man. We're we're super glad to have you, man. For real, Eureka. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed uh, our conversation. I enjoyed having you on, Rudy. Uh, we do. We have talked about uh, some sometime here soon. I I don't know if we mentioned it on our other podcast, but also having like a like more of an open discussion podcast. Being that like our whole group is into basketball, like with this whole free agency thing, and you know what's the uh, it's been like a big free agency, like off season, I think, and us all having different teams and having different points of view and different experience. We talked about doing like some kind of open discussion, uh, thing around basketball and like our teams and what we think. And, you know, the KD situation still hasn't resolved itself. Let's see what ends up happening there. So, uh, I mean, we've talked about that. We've talked about uh, doing something with music as well here going forward. So, you know, when it comes to music in our group, you're you're that dude. Yes, right, sir. I'll be so, looking forward to it, man. Yeah. So again, thank you, Rudy, for joining us. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, again, if uh, before like... be, before we before we go, Rudy, uh, at the beginning, you mentioned the name of your band. Do you want to shout that out again and say like where people can listen to you or follow you or something like that? Yeah, man. So if we have some listeners here that like Norteño music. Los Similares is your band, man. So follow us on uh, Facebook and YouTube. Los Similares Oficial. So Los Similares Oficial. Follow us on, on, on Facebook and YouTube. And that's where we post, like, the majority of our um, of our content. Oh, and Spotify, too. Spotify as well. Look us up uh, as Los Similares. And, you know, just keep supporting, man. And support the, support the Meta Era Nerds podcast as well. Thank you, Rudy. So that that wraps up our uh, our pod- our podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you Taco Dude Rudy uh, for joining us. And if you have not uh, given us a follow, we are on Spotify. You can follow us at Spotify, Twitter, RSS.com, Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts. We are the Meta Era Nerds today, featuring Taco Dude, aka Rudy. Um, if you have not listened to our Stranger Things Volume Two review, we did do a review on that. You can go ahead and listen to that on Spotify, and you can also listen to all of our po- our past. Um, episodes and what we talk about the news in anime tv movies and gaming uh so that wraps up our night thank you all for tuning in y'all have a good night later